Hello, and I'm Sean McCangus, and this is the Highland League Podcast. Today's guest is Brecon City midfielder Anthony McDonald. In this interview, he talks about his title hopes with Brecon, what it was like dealing with the pressure of coming through at Hearts, being in the Hearts team that beat Brendan Rodgers Celtic, falling out of love with football, and much more. Hope you enjoy this interview. Okay, we'll start um, kind of right at the kind of beginning. What were your kind of earliest memories of playing football? The earliest thing I remember is uh, my brother actually went, I've got an older brother, um, he actually started going to football training and and I was kind of just running about the side kicking a ball about with my dad and um, it was kind of, it just kind of went from then. I kind of, I, the coach had asked me to join in and I mean, I didn't know how to kick a ball or that and all these kids were doing dribbling and passing and that, so I was a wee bit lost, but but I loved it and then I just, I kept going back and kept going back and then it kind of, kind of went from there. Yeah, so in in terms of, you started out, um, I noticed you started out at Livy, can you talk a, a bit about that? Obviously you were there before you kind of joined Hearts. Yeah, um, I was I was obviously at the boys club and then um I kind of I kind of joined pro youth a bit late. Um, I think I went when I was about eleven, twelve, which normally you hear about kids going at like seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the main thing for me and kind of under my dad's instruction was kind of like just enjoy your football with your mates while you're young, and then we can join up if you're good enough and if you're ready. And that was kind of the the thing for me. So I I, I went to Livy when I felt like the time was right, and. Um, I'd always, when I was younger, I'd always played a year above myself because I was with my brother. Mm. So I'd always played. He was he's a two thousand. I was born in two thousand one. So that, I'd always played with a, a year older than me, um, and it was the same at Levy. I I played for two years at Levy with with the year above myself, and then it kind of got to the stage where everyone had taken that little growth spot before me. So I, it was kind of it was a bit difficult for me. So then. I ended up dropping down to my own age, and and I kind of felt the benefits from playing a year above, um, a year above myself. So it was it was good. I had I think it was two or three years at Livy. I, I had and I loved it. I had um, John Collins was the head of youth at Livy as well, um, who I'd worked with quite quite closely from when I was young. So it was really good. I loved it. Yeah. So what what was it like after you left there and ended up joining Hearts? It was it was all a bit hectic because after the the season had had finished when I was at Levy, I played in my own age for a season, and um, once the season had finished at Levy, it was kind of I kind of knew that I wanted to kind of move on and try and go somewhere a bit more challenging or a bit higher, and um, I was I was on trial at Hibs and I was actually set to sign at Hibs, <laughs> and their head of youth changed, so um, and then the new head of youth came in and he kind of just pulled the plug on it, which was a bit gutting for me because at the time I was training with Hibs, I was enjoying it. And then um, and then Roger Arnott came in at Hearts and he'd known me from when I was young because he's done farm one and I used to play in, in Dunfermline at Petrivi, so he used to watch all the time. So I'd known him for, or my dad had known him for a while. So he'd come in and um, kind of got me along a few sessions at Hearts and, and I enjoyed it. I was at school with a few boys at Hearts as well so I kind of knew knew what I was going into when I, before I'd gone and um, since then it's been it was brilliant I loved it 
Yeah. So what what was it like in that environment coming kind of through the youth set up? Um, was there a lot of pressure being at Hearts because they're uh, they're a big club? They're one of the big ones. To be fair, at that age, you can't you don't really feel pressure. Um, the only kind of pressure that you feel is when you're coming up against a Rangers or a Celtic, especially at the kind of 14, 13, 14, 15. It's just kind of football, football, football. That's all you think about. Um, so not necessarily. I wouldn't say there was there was pressure. Um, it wasn't until about 15, 16, and then I started playing with the under-20s is when I started feeling the, the pressure of wanting to win every week and, and playing games that actually mattered. Yeah, so how how important is that in terms of, you know, because a lot of people say, you know, in their earlier years, you're not playing as as much competitive? I mean, especially at Hearts when I was there, uh, the kind of philosophy at Hearts was if you're doing well at under-14s, right, that's you, you move up to under-15s and you play a year above yourself. Hmm. So it was kind of, especially at Hearts when I was there, it was it was all about developing kids. It wasn't about putting the pressure on them like, we used to play games against Hibs and we used to get battered 5-1 and we used to play really well and the coach would come in and be like, I can't say anything because he's, he's actually played really well. So it was kind of, it wasn't really about the result, it was about the, the development of the players, which was really good. So who were the sort of kind of players that you, you came came through? The ones that have kind of made a career for themselves, um, obviously Harry, um, the boy um, Mark Leonard, he's at Brighton now. Oh, yeah. um, he was there, he was at Hearts. Um, Connor Smith, he used to play up because he's a year younger, he used to play up was. Um, Chris Hamilton used to play. So we had a, a, a good group of good group of boys. Yeah, so um, in, in terms of when, when was the moment um, kind of that you thought, I, I can break into this kind of first team, would you say? Um, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It was kind of... That's a, that's a difficult one because uh, I'd obviously known Craig Levine for a while, and he was the kind of head of head of academy or head of football at the, the time. And I'd always knew known that he kind of liked me, so it was kind of when he got the job, it was kind of right. I could I could have a chance a chance to to prove myself here, which was good. Yeah. So what what was it like kind of getting involved with like first? the first team training sessions and, and being involved in that? Uh, yeah, it was... The first first few times were a bit nerve-wracking. Um, I mean, the first time I trained with the first team, I was I was 14. I was um, under Robbie Nielsen. Um, I was actually eating breakfast in the morning. I was on day release from school, so I used to come in on a Thursday. <coughs> and um, the sports scientist came up and he was like, you're was the day. And uh, I was kind of like, oh, oh no... My stomach kind of dropped a wee bit, but um, it was a bit nerve-wracking. You just try and not make any mistakes because um, it, is, it is competitive, especially at a big club like Hearts. So the, the training is, is really competitive and really high te- intensity. So it was kind of more about getting through the session without getting screamed at um, at the time. But looking back on it, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Any kind of funny moments with kind of first-team players or stuff? Honestly, I've not really got much off the, the top of my head. I mean, there's been a few kind of shouts by managers and changing rooms and stuff, but uh, and bust ups in the changing room. But I don't think the people would appreciate me <laughs> outing them on that. So, so I'll kind of keep my mouth shut about that. 
in terms of your kind of debut um, at 16 against Dundee, what do you remember about kind of the, the lead up to, to the game and, and when you got told that you were making your debut? Um, well, at the time, um, I was I was training kind of every day with the first team and that. I was I was in squads, but I wasn't on the bench and stuff like that. So I, I knew I was getting a bit closer. Um, and then and then Jamie Walker, he was at Hearts at the time, he got injured. And I kind of felt like I could have maybe pushed my way onto the bench. And um, I think it, it was December, so we had quite a few games. And um, I was obviously part of the squad. And... Uh, I just kind of thought that maybe it might come this month. And then obviously we played them, was it a Tuesday or a Wednesday night? I think it was a Tuesday. Um, It was the Monday Austin McPhee came over to me and said, just be ready for tomorrow because you will be involved. I was like, right, okay, right. I might might get on the bench here. I might might sneak five or ten minutes. And then the day of the the game came and we we had a meeting before we went over at the stadium. And uh, Craig had put the team on the the screen, and I kind of seen my name there, and my stomach kind of dropped. I was like, "Oh, oh wow!" Like that, it's getting a bit real now. Um, but yeah, I was kind of sweating from in the car on on the way to the game. But kind of when you step step over that white line and you have that f- first five minutes, kind of get your breath back. It's just a normal game of football after that. Yeah, so what what was it like in terms of you know being in front of kind of a big bigger crowd and and you know all of that you know as well as kind of concentrating on your own game? Yeah, it was it was really nerve wracking. As I said, like you kind of you kind of take five minutes to kind of get your breath back and, and calm down a little bit, and then after that, it's just kind of a normal game of football, like I said. But I was a I was a nervous wreck in the changing room that day. So what's like what what's it like playing at um, Time Castle? Because it it can be intimidating for teams coming to to play Hearts at, at times. Yeah, yeah, it's it's special. It is really special. It's a it's an unbelievable stadium, and you see like all the you see a lot of the the pros now that have played at Time Castle say that's the place they hate to go. It's because the fans are right on top of you, and when when Hearts are doing well, they can create a really, really good atmosphere. And as you see now, they're, they're creating a really good atmosphere now as well. So, yeah, it was it was really good to play there. Mm. Did you f- feel kind of in terms of being one of one of their own, if, if, if you know what I mean, and coming through the Youth Academy? Because fans seem to be more proud about players like that. Did you feel that when you were kind of there? Or? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, kinda, I kind of felt that, yeah. I mean, there was some games where I'd be really poor, and and people would be saying, "Oh, you played really well," and that just I, I think it was just to try and kind of not hurt my feelings a wee bit because I'd come through the academy there. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a, a bit of a soft spot with the fans for for players that have come through the academy. Yeah, so but you certainly hit the ground running in the in the Dundee game, got um, um, assists. Um, how how important was was that for your kind of confidence? Yeah, that was that was massive. Um, to be fair, I don't really I don't really know how to describe it. It was just kind of it just kind of came so quickly, so I didn't really have time to time to actually sit and think about it. But but looking back on it now, it was it was really important to get get hit the ground running and and start making my mark. Mm. 
So was all, what was all your family there at the game, or do you kind of remember? Uh, no, actually, um, I think I can't even remember if my brother was there. Um, my dad was there. I know my dad was there, but um, forgive me, I don't really know if my I can't remember if my <laughs> brother was there. But I, I didn't actually know I was going to be starting. I said to my dad before I was like, oh, I hope I'm on the bench. Like that was kind of my my. St- I, I just thought maybe I could get on the bench. I said that. I was like, I really hope this is the day I got on the bench. And obviously I'd been I'd been told that I was starting. So I kind of, as soon as the meeting was done, I kind of got on my phone. I was like, oh, Dad, Dad, I'm starting. Uh, so it was kind of a big, big thing. So it was it was good. Yeah. What 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 was kind of the senior players like with you at first in terms of getting used to, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. It was. They they were all really good. We had quite a. An older squad at the time, so so they'd all they'd all been through it before. So um, it was kind of just a thing like help helping me through it, like they would like to be helped through it. And even um, the younger players, I mean, John Suter at the time was really young, mm. um, and he helped me through it really well as well. So it was kind of yeah, it was just they, they helped me through it really well. Yeah. Um. So in terms of at, at that point, there was a lot of kind of publicity about you know you and Harry you know coming through did you ever kind of feel kind of that pressure because you know at times with players they seem to hype hype players up yeah. and it can be difficult to to cope with because you're only starting yeah. so yeah that, that there was quite a lot of pressure it was it was kind of tough to deal with but I mean all the pressure goes away once once you step on that pitch you don't really think about anything you just concentrate on the game so it was kind of put to the back of your mind for ninety minutes, and then after that, it was it was back on you to to behave right and train right and and live your life right. Really, that 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 was it. It was as soon as you crossed that white line, it was concentrate, and then after that, it was do everything right. After that, yeah. Did it feel a bit weird seeing kind of your your face in the paper and stuff like that at first? Did that? Seem a bit odd. Yeah, yeah, but it was. It was really, really weird. I, I would never expected that, especially at sixteen years old. I mean, I thought I would have been eighteen, nineteen, making my debut. But mm. thankfully, I got I got the chance at sixteen. So, so it was it was really good. It was special. Yeah, the other game that kind of kind of stands out near near your beginning at Hearts is is the the four nil thrashing of of Brendan Rodgers Celtic, which just seemed to kind of. Yeah. come out of nowhere obviously you came on as a sub what do you kind of remember about that game because it was so surreal like you know the scoreline yeah it was I remember actually sitting on the bench like shaking in case I came on because that that Celtic team were, were incredible and um, I didn't really want to embarrass myself if I came on and had a really bad game like I knew it was on Sky and that as well and I was kind of kind of just thinking and thinking thinking in my head Um but yeah, I got the call to come on. Uh, I think it was sixty-five minutes or something like that, and I think we were three 0 up at the time already. So I kind of had a little bit of, <laughs> of hope, but you didn't. You, like the thing is with that Celtic team is you never really know or you never really knew when they were down and out. Hmm. So there was always that chance uh, if you gave them one goal, they could get another two and another two minutes. It was kind of like that. So it was that game was kind of just. Trying to trying to see the see the three 0 out and luckily we won a penalty made it four and then I kind of had a little breath and and thought yeah that's that's how we've done it. But um, in, in terms of that season, 
you you've played with like kind of a lot of good players like likes of you know the boy um Hickey who's who's away down south yeah. now and 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 Lafferty. So what what was it like playing alongside those sort of players? Obviously Hickey's kind of similar kind of ages to to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually remember Hickey coming through. Um, he was under 18s and um, he came and played up with the 20s a few games um, when we played and he was really good, he was solid um, and then a couple of the first team left-backs got injured and he kind of just got shoved in and he dealt with it really, really well but you could tell he was a really, really good player. He was both-footed, he was big, physical, strong. You knew he was going to go places and, and it's good to see him doing really well at the moment. And yeah. and Kyle Lafferty's Kyle Lafferty, you know what I mean? He's a big name, big character, um, really really good goal scorer. Um, that, he done really well at Hearts, and and he dealt with me really well as well. Uh, I had a good relationship with him, which was good. Yeah. So how how important is it, kind of in terms of learning from experienced players, you know, like him and others? Obviously, played alongside kind of Nate Smith and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, Naismith especially was was massive for me. Um, I think, to be honest with you, with Naismith, you could play a game of football with your eyes closed. Mm. He would just talk you through the whole game. And I was lucky enough to have two, three, four games with him, um, which was which was really good for me. And I felt like I played well in those games as well, which was good. Um, but with Kyle as well, it was, with his career, he just kind of try and replicate things that he does on the on the pitch and 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 that and he's he's just he's such a good goal scorer and you can't really argue with his, his goal scoring record either. Yeah. So what what sort of things did you kind of learn from Naismith? What was there kind of specific things he kind of said to you to to do to kind of adjust your game? Or we feel with Naismith it was just how kind of positioning wise and how how to play play the game really. Because he's he's so experienced, you can you can tell on the pitch he's so experienced with his, his runs and his movement. It was that type of stuff, and then obviously you've got the off the ball stuff and mm. pressing and everything. Like he could gen- genuinely, you could play the game with blindfold on, and you would play well because he's behind you screaming and you're there screaming and you're there screaming <laughs> and you're there. Um, and it's it's good to have someone like that next to you, especially with the experience and the career that he's had. Yeah, so you went on to have kind of lone spells at kind of Inverness and, and Dunfermline. How do you kind of reflect on kind of those spells? Um, well, Inverness was my first loan. Um, it was kind of orchestrated by John Robertson. Um, I'd known him for a wee while because obviously he was coach of Hearts under 17s and I was, uh, I was a couple of years below then. Um, but obviously he'd, he'd come and watch us and he'd not we'd speak to him so I'd known him for a while um, so I went up there at 17 I think I was and um, I loved it obviously I wanted to play every minute and it kind of um, never worked out like that obviously but I still played I think it was 15 games from January till till the end of the season which was which was really really good for my development and getting first team football as well um, it was a shame that we, we couldn't really go up um, we, we got beat off Dundee United in the playoffs which was a bit of a shame, but um, it was it was really good. I loved it. It was it was a challenge living away from home by myself, um, away from mom and dad. Mm. Um, but it's something that's made me a bigger person, a bigger man. He's, it's grown me up a little bit, 
Um, and my second loan was Dunfermline, which was kind of plagued with injuries. So I, I never really got the, the full experience of the loan. Um, I think I made two sub-appearances at Dunfermline at the time. Um, and that was after three, four months injured. So by the time I'd, I'd come back, I was kind of not really match fit. I played two games and I got recalled from Stendhal. So yeah. it was a bit of a shame how it worked out at Dunfermline, but um, they were a good club, a lot of good people working for them as well. Yeah, so how how that hard is that, like, in terms of getting injuries as you're kind of trying to make progress, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really not nice. I mean, especially at that age, you just... 16, 17, 18, 19, you just, you just want to play football all the time. And that's that's how it is. And um, kind of just being in that rehab room, just you're just bored and you just want to go and play football. And especially when you see everyone else going out to train and play games and, and winning and scoring goals, it's, it, it is tough, it's, it's bad. Like, But, I mean, it's, it's something that happens to, to everyone. So you can't really argue with it, can you? Yeah. Um, so, in terms of um, obviously got recalled um, by Sando, what what was he like as as a manager? Com- compare, you know, Levine and, and him. What were they kind of like? Obviously, you had both um, with Levine. With with Stendo, it was kind of he came in with a clear idea, and and he kind of he just he knew what he wanted to do, and we tried to replicate that and replicate that, but. Probably at the time he probably didn't have the squad to do it. Um, he didn't have his players in and stuff, which was which would have been quite tough for him. Um, but you could tell he had a clear idea of what he wanted to do, and it was everyone was a hundred mile an hour pressing, mm-hmm. pressing, counter pressing. Um, it's unfortunate the way it worked out for him, but you could tell he was he was a really good coach. Mm. So were you still there as the whole situation about you know yeah. going down and yeah, stuff? Was- so what? Yeah, I was there. Obviously, it was with the COVID. Aye. So what? What? What was that like? It must have been weird because I remember reading you ju- jumping over a fence to to get into a public um, football Aye. pitch to train or something like that. Yeah. So um, obviously, with the relegation thing, I I don't actually really understand what happened. I just got kept in the loop with a WhatsApp group chat. Mm. Um, but with the COVID thing, it was it was really weird. Like we were off for for ages so we'd ended up getting sent a, a program and I couldn't run on, on run on concrete because of my back so I had to jump over the public astros and public fences to try and get on an astro to try and train um, but with the, with the COVID thing it was it was horrible you could just tell everyone was just itching to get back into back into a normal routine and back into training really. Yeah so what, what was it like getting back to kind of training and some sort of normality when football kind of kind of resumed to an extent yeah it was it was different it was really different um, we actually the first couple of days or the first couple of weeks we went back um, we were actually training in small groups so we had I think it was groups of 12 or something groups of 10 maybe mm. um, and we were actually all we all had different training times so we'd all come in and like we had to get tested in that before we come in and um, we'd all park in set parking spaces and we were out in small groups and then we didn't have any change in them so it was train back in your car home, train back in your car home. Mm. It was it was weird but um, the training was just kind of normal football training. It was just um, the groups and the numbers. You couldn't really get a, a 
squad morale really because everyone was training at different times, so it was a bit it was a bit weird. But there's nothing you could really do about it at that time, was there? How how important kind of has Craig Levine been in terms of your career kind of so far? Would you say? Yeah, he's been he's been massive. Um, even now, he's still he's still at Brecon. He's still massive. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I, I've known him for for ages when he was the head of football at Hearts. He he was the one that actually signed me for Hearts from Levy. Mm. Um, him and Roger Arnott are the two that signed me um, from Levy. So he had a huge influence on me going to Hearts in the first place and then kind of having an eye over me for the whole time from the academy over the first team. And then you see him giving me my debut and then playing me in games like the Celtic game, which I would never have expected anyone else to, to play me. And it was kind of just that trust that he had with the young players, which was which was really, really huge. Yeah. Um, so in terms of when when was kind of the moment that you kind of thought, you know, I want to leave Hearts and, and see what, you know, what else is kind of out there? When was kind of that moment? Well, it was a bit of a weird one because um, we'd obviously come back from the COVID. And um, so what happened actually? So obviously Robbie Nielsen had taken the job and he'd come in um, and I was enjoying training. And I was I was training well, I was doing well, and um, and then I got injured again, my back again, so I was struggling a little bit. But then I'd come back, and he'd already signed a few, three or four players already in my position, so I kind of got the gist. I was like, I might not get as much game time as I want or kind of need at this stage of my career to to develop. So it was kind of one of those ones where. I just said to my agent, could you have a look about and see if there's anyone that, that would take me? Um, because I kind of, I feel like I need to develop here mm. and I don't think I'm going to get it. So that was kind of the moment that, I, that I'd known that I probably wouldn't have played as much as I would like to or needed to to develop at that time. So that was it really. Yeah, so what, I mean, obviously you ended up kind of going to Spain and and that didn't kind of go to plan. Was there ever kind of other options to kind of stay in, stay in Scotland or go, you know, down south? At the time, it was kind of... So my agent had phoned me and he said, listen, there's a, a club from Spain that, that want to take you. And kind of my eyes popped out of my head. I was, oh, my eyes, Spain. Like, that's unbelievable. Like, hmm. I, it was kind of... Since I heard about that, it was kind of just tunnel vision, really. Like... I just I wanted to go to Spain, um, and and that was it really. I, I didn't I didn't even think about anything else. It was kind of just as soon as I heard about Spain, that was that was that, and I probably should have had a, a look into other stuff like. But it was mm-hmm. kind of you know what it's like the, the football in Spain and the, the lifestyle and that. You're like oh that's brilliant. I would I would love that. So it was kind of tunnel vision from then. Yeah, and the heat wave. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> Um, so in terms of your kind of time out there, it obviously didn't work out. What was it like kind of going through, you know, everything that happened, you know, with the paperwork and, and stuff? It was horrible. Like, I think that's that's what put me off football as a whole. When I actually came back, I actually sat down with my mum and dad and said, listen, that's put me off. Like, I hated that. That was horrible. Um, just... 
I think the way that they dealt with it and probably just it was a bit weird. It's a bit hard to, to explain. Mm. Um, but it's just it was it was horrible. I hated it. Yeah, did that kind of kind of make you lose trust in terms of you know you know dealing with you know people or yeah yeah hundred percent because especially then it was like all I wanted to do was play football like kind of put me off football as a whole because there was so much more politics involved in it and mm. and that transfer than I thought there would have been I thought it would have just been signing the papers do the medical that's me but there was a I was there was a lot more involved in that and obviously I'd failed the medical so it was. There was a lot of politics involved in it anyway, so it was it was difficult to get around. And I mean, I was there for three four months without getting paid and and stuff like that. So it was it was difficult. It was it was tough. So it was it, it kind of put, did put me off a wee bit. Like yeah. So what what did you end up getting up to in those kind of months that you were there then? So I was I was over there and I was lucky enough that my dad came over for a bit. Um, and my girlfriend obviously came over, so I was kind of never alone at a certain time. But like when I was there, no one spoke English. Mm. Like, and I mean, I'd done Spanish at school, but I wasn't fluent Spanish. So I, and I mean, once I'd done my Spanish exam, I kind of just chucked Spanish to the back mm. of my head and kind of forgot about it all. Um, so it was tough. The, the communicating was was really difficult. So I kind of found myself stuck in my house or my flat for. 12 hours, 13 hours a day, and then I'd go to sleep. So I was kind of in, in the house 20, 21 hours a day, which was horrible. So it wasn't, it really wasn't nice. So what what was it like kind of coming home to, to Scotland? Was it a bit of relief once you kind of got back or? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, a big relief. I just, to be fair, from... When I signed them and I got told that I'd failed my medical and that, it was kind of, how did I get home? Because mm. I, I just I just wanted to go home after that, after, like after knowing that that I hadn't signed properly and, and things weren't going my way. It was kind of, just just let me go home and, and find somewhere else where I can settle and enjoy myself and get the love for the game back and and, and play football, really. That was, that was it, but... Um, coming home was was really good. Um, obviously, I had a few. I spoke to a few clubs, and I was training one to one by myself. I was um, I trained Bury Rovers for a little bit, which was yeah. good to John McGlynn to, to bring me in and and get me get me fit again. Yeah, so I'm um, moving up to kind of to to Cali um, on a permit kind of deal. Was that kind of a no no brainer in terms of you being there before and kind of know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, moving up to Cali was good. Um, obviously, when I'd come back from from Spain, I was kind of on the lookout for clubs, and obviously I was training with Rafe, but they didn't have any budget to the summer, so I knew that was kind of out of the equation. And then my agent had text John Robertson, and um, John Robertson was like, "Yeah, we'll take him straight away." So, which was which was good on uh, to put that trust in me again. Um, so obviously, I moved up there, and and then I'd done my knee a couple of days into it, so. After that, I was out for another six, seven months, which wasn't, which wasn't planned or ideal. So, um, again, after that, it was a struggle even more to kind of look forward to the future and and kind of think that I could I could be back here. Mm. 
and then and then obviously you went to kind of Edinburgh City. What what was it like? Kind of you know obviously you were kind of used championship kind of. What was it like going down kind of the divisions for, for kind of the first time in terms of being with Edinburgh City? Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, obviously, Gary Naismith was the manager at Edinburgh at the time, and um, I just left. I think it was January. I just left Inverness, um, so I was kind of on the lookout for a club um, that I kind of knew the manager and I, I knew that it would be a good place for me to go. And obviously, Edinburgh were were a good side. They were challenging for a playoffs or promotion. So, so going there was kind of an easy choice for me, especially with, with Gary being there. Um, and and I loved Edinburgh. It was it was really good. Obviously, towards the end, um, obviously I'd, I'd hurt my back again, so I was I was injured. So it was another another struggle. But um, it was really good. I enjoyed my time there. They're a really good group of boys as well. And eventually, we ended up getting promotion, which was which was the icing on the cake. Yeah. So in ter- in terms of after you left Edinburgh City, I remember reading how you were kind of wanting to kind of give up, kind of. F- football um what was kind of the moment that kind of led led to that um would you say um, i think it was kind of so obviously at the end of the season at edinburgh um i'd been injured again and i um my contract was up so that was that was me finished um and i just kind of i'd been brewing for a wee while that i'd just been like i just can't can I do this anymore? Like my body's just knackered. Mm. Um, that's probably a defeatist attitude for me. Like, but um, it was it was tough. Um, obviously, my back had gone again, so it was it was hard. But at the end of the season, I was kind of like, right, I'm going to take a, a little break out and and see how I get on. And, and after that, it just kept going and kept going. And I kind of just thought to myself, right, I think that could be me. Yeah, so um, what what do you kind of recall about kind of the chat with kind of Andy Kirk that kind of convinced you to kind of give football a go again? What would what do you recall about that? He actually, so he actually texted me before at the at the end of the season and asked me what my plans and that were, and um, obviously I had a few messages back and forth, um, but nothing really came from it. And um, as the time went on, time went on. I was just chilling, I was working, I was playing golf, I was enjoying myself, I was just living a normal life without football. Um, and then he actually got in touch again one time he, and, he, and he texted me and then he phoned me um, and we are just speaking about past experiences and, and stuff like that and how he thinks that coming to, obviously going to break in could, could help me get my mojo back and enjoy myself and, and love the game again. Um, and obviously I'd have had him at Hearts, so so I'd known him again, and um, he was really good to me at Hearts, and I, I really liked him, he was one of my favourite coaches, so um, so being there was probably a bit of a no-brainer, but it was just trying to get that that thought out of my head that, that I can't do this anymore, um, which he'd which he done, and um, it's, it's turned out to be really good. Yeah, so what, what what was it like? Obviously, had you known much about the kind of Highland League before you kind of joined Breakin? No, I'd, I'd never actually... There was actually talk about me going to a Highland League team in the January that I left in Burness. Uh, there was talk about me going to the Highland League just for a loan because I'd just come back from my knee. Mm. Um, so 
so it was just a loan to get me game time for I think it was a month or something but um, it never ever came to fruition um, but nah, I'd never known anything about the Highland League before that Yeah so what were your kind of earliest kind of impressions in terms of the first few games you, you played would you say? It's a really competitive league um, I mean obviously you've got the big boys and like Bucky and Brora, who are all really, really good sides. Um, it's a really physical league. And, um, I mean, the top end of the Highland, they could probably easily play in League 2 as well. They've got that quality and, and that. And you probably notice that with the Lowland League as well. Probably the top teams in the Lowland League could probably end up playing in League 2 as well. So there's really not that much of a difference between Highland, Lowland and kind of League 2. So it was kind of kind of much the same as League 2, as, as I said. So how how have you found the the bus journeys to the different grounds all over the place from Wick to to everywhere? To be fair, luckily we were we stayed overnight um, in Inverness before we went to Wick, so it was kind of, we kind of broke the journey up a little bit, which was good. Um, but the bus journeys are torture. Um, we're, we're lucky we've got the the good bus and we've got the seats and we've got a, a good group of good group of lads on the bus as well, but. I mean, if you could cut those journeys in half, that would be ideal. <laughs> but it's um, what have you made of the kind of different grounds? Because they're all they're all kind of different. Like so, some of them are pretty decent, and then you you've yeah, sadly missed yeah. out on Fort William, which would have been a cracker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one to go to. Actually, I've watched their documentary as well, which was good. So um, it would have been a good one to go to. But I mean, all the all the grounds are they're all pretty old grounds. They're all pretty historic they've got their meaning behind them so yeah it's, it's always good to go and play at a, a different ground so yeah it's they're, they're all good grounds yeah so um kind of going forward what what would you say um your kind of ambitions are is are you kind of feeling this is like an opportunity to springboard you know onto you know bigger kind of things later or to be honest with you at the moment um it was the, the whole point of me signing for breaking was to enjoy my football again, and at the moment that's that's what I'm doing, and um, and I've not really got any thought. I've not really had to think about anything future-wise. Um, I just want to take it one game at a time, keep enjoying my football, and, and see where it takes me. Yeah. Um. So this was a, I got a message by a breaking um, supporter to ask you this. Um. So do you? <laughs> This is just a straightforward question. So, do you think you'll win yeah. the league and get promoted through the playoffs? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I think. I think if we keep winning games and, and mm. keep doing well, um, then we've got one hell of a chance. So, over kind of the course of kind of your career so far, who would you say is kind of been the best players you've played with and played against? Played with. I mean, you've got Christoph Berra. I mean, you've got Stephen Naismith, Kyle Lafferty, Aaron Hickey. You've got a lot of them. I played with Billy Gilmore at, at Scotland as well. So you've got a fair pick of really good players as well. And there's probably been some that I've missed out as well. Um, against, I mean, you could pick anyone from that, that Celtic team that we beat. Hmm. Um, you could probably pick anyone from that Rangers team that that we played against as well when I played at Ibrox. So, it, I mean, it was there's a there's a lot of players, but they're probably the couple that, that stick out. Scott Sinclair, mm. 
um, Edward, Mr. Dembele, <laughs> Scott Brown. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of them which which are are doing really well now. So, yeah, it's been one hell of a, a journey. Yeah, and you're still. I mean, you're still young, so. Still got yeah, of course. Years. I'm still on 21, so yeah. So, which seems like pretty, pretty surreal, considering all the kind of different experiences you've had so far. It must be weird, you know, considering it's your only kind of at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. I mean, coming through at 16, you don't actually realise how young that is until mm. you, you're like 21, and people are saying, "Hey, oh, you're, you're you're still a you're still a kid, basically." So, <laughs> you don't actually realise how how young you actually are at the time. So, uh, yeah, I've still got a lot in front of me, I hope. Yeah. So um, you mentioned a bit about your, your coaching. Is that something you've always kind of wanted to get into? or? Um, I would always like to coach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about a managerial job. I think that might be a bit mm-hmm. a bit too thingy for me at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the coaching. Um, I've got a really good couple of groups that I've got as well so so it's good. Kind of looking back at your kind of playing career so far what are your kind of any kind of funny memories that you've had maybe on bus journeys or instance on the pitch that you kind of recall or? To be honest with you um, again I can't really bring any off the top of my head um, my mates actually always remind me of the time that we played Celtic and we beat them 4-0 and um, I actually squared up to Dedrick Bayata, which is <laughs> probably not my, my smartest move because I think I would have got flattened but my mates always remind me of that one but apart from that I can't really pick any from the, from the top of my head Yeah, you're still you're still here to tell the tale so. Yeah, thankfully I think if it wasn't on a football picture I wouldn't have been here Hmm so what what is it kind of like, you know, when you were like sixteen? Obviously, football is like physical. What was it like going up against like the ex- more experienced players? You know, at first, you know, getting used to kind of the yeah. rough and tumble, kind of. Yeah, it was. To be fair, I, I kind of I played up a few years since I was since I was I mean three four years old. So I'd always known about playing against people that are, are bigger and stronger than me, um, but. When you play the men's game, it's a completely different ball game, really, in it. Um, especially with experienced pros in the middle of midfields or or whatever, it's it's tough to tough to start off with. But you kind of get used to to it. And when you've got senior players behind you helping helping you out and talking you through the game, it, it always helps. Yeah. So final few questions. So in terms of, have you ever obviously you meant you wanted to go out to Spain and stuff? Have you ever kind of had any other opportunity, bizarre moves to go abroad, or or not really? Or um, there was actually a link um, a couple of years ago in the paper about me going to Paphos in Cyprus, because <laughs> um, obviously I was I was born in Cyprus. Oh yeah. So um, I I would actually qualify as a homegrown player for them, and they've got something in their in their the rules or something that mm. they need to have a certain amount of homegrown players. So I think they'd obviously inquired about me. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I just looked on my phone one day and I'd seen it in the Daily Daily Mail and I'd be like, all right, <laughs> okay, I, I don't know what's happened here, but um, to be fair, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I remember reading that in the paper. Um, and obviously my, my agent, when I'd come back from Spain, kind of 
tried to look abroad again, but I think I kind of wanted to stay at home and, and start enjoying my football again before I jumped in a move like that again. Yeah. Um, so for for yourself as kind of a young Scottish player, what is it kind of like, you know, seeing the likes of kind of Hickey and um, Gilmore and, and different players kind of make grade kind of down south? What What is it like seeing? Is that kind of something you would kind of aim to or what's kind of? Um, yeah, it's obviously, especially the boys, you know, um, it's, it's good seeing them doing well. And I think, the, t- the two that you've mentioned really, really deserve it because they work really hard. They're both really, really good players and both ultimate really, really, really good guys. So they deserve every minute that they're getting. Um, and and for me at the moment, like I said, it's just trying to enjoy my football, get back to a consistent level of, of playing and then kind of see where that takes me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Highly Podcast. Make sure to leave a review if you enjoy this podcast and to keep up to date with the podcast, you subscribe on your chosen podcast platform. Hope you can join me next time for an hour interesting interview.